live. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome to Go Green Radio, brought to you by Covanta Energy. Reduce, reuse, recycle. Rethink renewable energy and energy from waste. This program will help start you thinking about how to protect our world and its important resources. Now here's the host for Go Green Radio, Jill Buck. Hello and welcome to Go Green Radio. We're glad to have you listening today. We have a great show for you because it's so pertinent to every single one of us. Today, we are going to be talking about how to make our home a green home, something that's healthy, safe, um, and a place where our health is protected. Today, our guest is Christopher Gavigan. He's the author of Healthy Child, Healthy World, and he's going to be joining us to explain how to create a green, clean, safe home. Uh, Christopher is the CEO of a nonprofit organization that bears the same name as his book, Healthy Child, Healthy World, and in fact, their website is www.healthychild.com. Uh, the organization's mission is to protect the health and well-being of children, um, but of course, we're going to be protecting the health of, of big children as well from harmful environmental exposures, and this organization educates parents in particular um, to support uh, policies and engage their communities to make responsible decisions. Kind of sounds like some of the things that my friends and I have done with PTA in terms of child advocacy. Um, child, Healthy Child, Healthy World exists because more than 125 million Americans, especially children, are facing an unprecedented rise in cancer and autism, asthma, birth defects, and so many other problems uh, that are of a health and, and very concerning nature that we believe may be linked to some environmental causes. So Christopher's going to join us today to help us avoid some of those environmental risks uh, that we may or may not know that our children are exposed to. Welcome, Christopher. Thank you for joining us on Go Green Radio. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. You bet. Well, let's back up a little bit and talk about the organization Healthy Child, Healthy World. It's been around for a long time, though under a different name. Let's start at the beginning. Tell us the story of little Colette Chuda and her mom and dad, Nancy and Jim, and how this organization began. Absolutely. Colette Chuda was um, a bumbling, beautiful, and bright little girl, and um, up until the age of four had no health or any problems or complications. And um, at the age of four, four and a half, her mom and dad started noticing that she was getting sick and ill and so obviously did whatever a parent does, take them into the doctor, really give them extra love and care. And unfortunately, in a, in a very quick um, way, they found out that Colette was diagnosed with Wilms tumor. And Wilms tumor is a cancerous, non-hereditary tumor. And in an utter shock, the Chudas did as much research as possible and, and were really just collecting data, collecting science, talking to the best doctors. And um, throughout the treatment of Colette, obviously the treatment of Colette was most important and, and getting her well, but they found out that Wilms tumor is, um, and a lot of research, incredible research, and was clearly linking Wilms tumor to environmental an environmental trigger. Like most cancers, the American Cancer Society says that 75 to 85 percent of cancer is, is linked to an environmental trigger. So environmental trigger, I mean something out there in the world or something in the home or something in the products you're using every day and the foods you're eating every day trip up and trigger your body's reaction to um, have a cancerous reaction. And so in other words, perhaps something preventable because it's not something you're genetically or born to be disposed to have. Is you're that correct? Exactly right. Well, as I said, Wilms tumor is non-hereditary, so there's no hereditary link and or causation and so um, in their research, they also found specifically that Wilms tumor was linked to an environmental trigger from pesticides. And Nancy traced back in her head and, and in her uh, conception and preconception and also during um, when Colette was in utero and there was a, a moment when her house was, when they did those big tenting, they tent, here in Southern California, they tent homes and then they spray some pesticide gases and, and, and apply it on, on the ground and in and around homes. And they, they were told it was safe, and they had no reason not to believe the people that um, it was safe. And there must have been some significant exposure to Nancy at that time. And uh, unfortunately, Colette, um, at the age of five, did die. 
And out of this tragedy and out of this pain came this passion to educate parents and to inform the public about preventable causes of disease and illness. And and that's why the organization exists, because parents need education. They need it in very simplistic and practical and everyday ways, and they need it in ways that they can feel empowered to change their behavior, and that's exactly why this organization exists. Well, and that's amazing, because, you know, and I've told this story on the Go Green Radio before, and, and people who know about the organization that I run, the Go Green Initiative, know that my interest in in working in the environmental industry came from the same place, and that was this concern about uh, persistent bioaccumulative toxins in pesticides. Yep. And now I know the answer to this, but you tell our listeners why is it that Nancy was told you know, these pesticides are safe. There, there's a, there was a little problem with the way these things are tested. Um, what wasn't taken into account when people were reassured that these pesticides were safe at that time? Well, there's, there's no doubt that uh, up to 90 and 95% of the pesticides that are used on um, agricultural crops and in and around home for pest management are uh, cancerous and, um, and linked to cancer. And we also know that these chemicals and these um, agents, there's no regulatory testing needed for um, interaction on how they affect human health. And so, and if they do do any testing, um, less than 10% are actually tested on um, animals. And those testing, and let's let's be very clear, anything that has an effect on an animal will have an effect on an adult and or a child. Sure. And and these things are usually tested against the scale of a 180-pound or 160-pound male, never tested on a 6-pound infant, never tested and or never um, connected to or seen how it would relate to a, a child in utero. And so there's our regulatory system, unfortunately, is pretty defunct, and uh, these chemicals can get through some pretty major loopholes and become um, come into our homes through our front doors and uh, we're using them every day without even knowing they're not tested and not safe. Isn't that amazing? I mean, you know, I think you know, as a as a parent, it seems so obvious. And, and sometimes I find this in the environmental industry. There's an incredible duh factor to what we do um, when we say to a pesticide company, "Have you tested this for its effect on children?" It seems like such a duh moment, like why wouldn't you? But there's so many things out there, and I'm sure your organization finds this as well, that unbelievably, uh, if we don't mention these incredibly obvious common sense things like a pesticide's only safe to be used around children if we know it's not going to harm them, that, that that thought process isn't always being carried out, and it takes organizations like yours um, to make sure that, that that is covered. Absolutely, and and really, what needs to happen is that the, the it needs to go back to the chemicals industry, and they need to prove a chemical is safe before bringing it to the public. Not the other way around. The public need to, doesn't need to find out that it's unsafe and for it to be removed. And so, it's right. a change of thinking and change of process. Well, I loved what I loved your book, by the way. Healthy Child, Healthy World is a book that just needs to be on every bookshelf for every parent, every teacher. There's no doubt in my mind. And we're going to talk more about the book. But there was one really interesting quote from one of your uh, contributors to the book who said, unlike us in the criminal justice system, chemicals shouldn't be innocent until proven guilty. It should be the exact opposite. Talk to us about that change in thinking. Well, there it comes back to the idea that science and the chemical industry should have to prove that a chemical is safe in order to bring it to market. But right now it's really about profit and it's really about appeasing the American Cancer Council and helping them fast-track these products into um, the everyday markets. And it's amazing that these chemicals are being found in baby bottles and food that we're eating every day in our cleaning products. And and that's a really of high concern because the American public, unlike some other countries like Canada and Mexico and Belgium and the EU and Japan and Denmark, these people have regulatory systems where chemicals cannot enter the marketplace until they are proven to be safe and uh, safe for children, 
pets, adults, everyone uh, who would be uh, in contact with them. So, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, it is a United States regulatory problem. It comes up down to the CPSC, the Food and Drug Administration, um, and so there, there, a lot of work needs to be done. And groups like our our, our group and the Union of Concerned Scientists and the National Resource, or excuse me, Natural Resources Defense Council and the Breast Cancer Fund, all of these nonprofits and many and many others are really fighting to get out. Um, and, and inform our legislators on why our system is defunct and needs to change. Let me ask you something, Christopher. Have you ever worked with any state or national PTA uh, board? We have in the past, but it, we really do need to do more work in those areas because you're right, it's a very powerful and a very vocal and a very effective um, constituency that needs this information but also can help um, leverage their their voice in the space. Right, and because it, it just occurs to me that the Go Green Initiative um, has been endorsed by eight state PTAs, and um, we're going to be working very, very closely with several of them, including the California State PTA. They'll be our ninth partner uh, PTA, and, and the PTAs that we have within our um, partnership circles are some of the larger states, and I'll tell you, there's nobody that is going to protect children with the ferocity of a lioness like PTA moms. <laughs> you're right, you're right. And so um, I would love to help your organization get involved with um, these, you know, world-renowned child advocates because, you know, a lot of folks look at environmental issues and they see certain environmental organizations coming at it and they just automatically assume, oh, they're out to save a spotted owl. Yeah. But when you come in with child advocates and say, this is about children, it changes the whole discussion. You're, and so that might be a helpful partnership well, for you. Well, I really appreciate that and I, and I w- welcome that partnership. And, and you're right, it, it's... It, well, and I want to talk more about this after the break, Christopher, right. if you'll stick with us. Folks, don't go away. We're going to be right back with Christopher Gavin talking more about how to green our home and keep our children safe from environmental hazards. We'll be right back after this break. News. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%? 43%? Or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Now, Mrs. Johnson, before we close on your mortgage loan, I want to make sure you remember Mike. Hi, you can trust me. I'm African-American, just like you. So here's the low monthly payments and interest rates we promised, and here's where they triple. The rest of this stuff is just here to make sure that we get your house when you can't pay us back. What a lovely house. Predatory lenders are never this easy to spot. Call us at 866-222-FAIR and protect yourself with the facts. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Fair Housing Alliance and the Ad Council. Do you need help getting a grant? Join the grant doctor, Bev Browning, for the program Get a Grant right here on Voice America. Each week, Dr. Bev takes you through an hour of timely topics for grant seekers, writers, and researchers. You'll learn everything there is to know about grants, grant writing, and funding. You won't have to keep asking, where's the money? And how do I get it for my organization? Get a Grant with Dr. Bev Browning is heard every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America. Dad, can I ask you something? Sure. There's this girl I kind of like. Say no more. You just have to impress her. Okay, but how? Just, I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? You know, desks, chairs, people. Grunt if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, oh! There you go. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt U.S. Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. 
the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Hello and welcome back to Go Green Radio. Today we're talking about how to keep our children safe from environmental health hazards and particularly around our home. We are joined today by Christopher Gavigan, who is the CEO and the author of Healthy Child, Healthy World. Welcome back to the show, Christopher. Thanks again. Well, we were talking before the break about the organization that you are um, currently running, Healthy Child, Healthy World, and about its very sad um, beginnings with Colette Chuda and her parents, Nancy and Jim. Um, since that time, they have really turned their pain into a passion for protecting other children from what their daughter suffered and other parents, helping to educate other parents about what they can do to keep their children safe. And um, this organization has really had some amazing highlights and achievements. Why don't you bring us through? Because what year did the organization start? Early 90s? The organization started in 1991, yes. 1991. Well, give us a little history lesson. What has the organization accomplished? What were some of the milestones for you? Some of the big milestones were um, in the early years, it was really about advocacy and legislation. And the the founders, Jim and Nancy, the, the former name to this organization was called CHECK, Children's Health Environmental Coalition. And it was, a, um, it, it, was a, it was the same organization, just under a different name. And as I said, the, some of the, the bigger highlights are, are, had to be in and around uh, legislation. And she, they worked really specifically with Barbara Boxer, who was their big advocate here in the state of California, mm-hmm. and introducing to the Senate the Children's Environmental Health Protection Act. They also worked with... Um, Bill Clinton in his first year and had an executive order passed endorsing the improvement of research and um, establishing safeguards for environmental risk, health risk for children. They also hosted a a big, big symposium in Sundance called uh, Bridging the Gap Between Children's Health and the Environment. And that was one of the early, earlier phases where all of these individual groups, this is where the word coalition came so appropriately into the name and into our function, was bringing together all of these other groups, both in the environmental health field, in the public health sector, in the preventative health sector, and understanding some of the the linkages between their work and our work and how do we really collectively um, unify and and really work together. And... um, and then it was after we really brought together a lot of the um, educational work and advocacy work, it was really about connecting to the public and bringing this information to the public. So how do you do that in very, as I say, very clear ways? And this organization has an extremely robust website that in the space is really, really well known and renowned for its its ability to connect to the public and, and um Simplistic ways, and you won't be afraid when you read these messages on there. It's not doom and gloom. It's really positive. It's really empowering. That that uh, website's healthychild.org, O-R-G, because we are a nonprofit. That's right, and that was my mistake. I said .com. Make That's sure you okay. remember that, folks. www.healthychild.org. You've got to check it out. Go yeah. ahead, Christopher. And, yes. then, and then we've created a, a whole robust um, se- sequence of DVDs and books and with this new book that we have out and we had a, a previous book called The Household Detective and then we did a an amazing DVD called Not Under My Roof which is for new moms with Kelly Preston and Olivia Newton-John and we have a new uh, DVD also out uh, called Creating Healthy Environments for Children and that's specifically for schools and daycare and uh, for really homes but for schools and daycares and um, and, and kindergartens and, and um all, all the places where children go outside of the home that can also be uh, toxic or have some exposure risks, 
and uh, we help those folks navigate some of those risks and then re- remove them from the from the space and really keep the space as clean and healthy as possible. That is wonderful. And 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 once again, just having looked at your website and having read your book, um, I'm just on fire to make sure that every mom in America, every dad in America has this information at the ready because even though I've personally tried to green my home, I picked up numerous tips that we're going to talk about in a little way, in a little bit when we get into the nitty-gritty about how to actually green your home um, that I didn't know. It's just amazing information. Now, you know, you have a, a son, I believe, is that right? Yes, his name is Luke and he's almost one. Oh my gosh, I love that age. See, I- Kids are 16, 11, and 9. So I'm Very completely nice. different phase, but I love them just as much. They just talk back a little bit more than Luke probably does. Yes, they do. <laughs> but tell us how your role at Healthy Child, Healthy World and your role as a parent kind of coalesce. How do you see the interconnection between being a dad and the work that you do? Yeah, it was interesting because I always had worked with um, children and families. I worked in the education space and um and also worked in uh, balancing children and family psychology into that space. And I always gravitated to those children that were struggling and children that were having special needs. And um, obviously the typically developing kids, you always want the the best possible future for them as well. And in working with these children, you also find that most of them grew up in spaces that were fairly unhealthy. And, And really it comes down to not only green, but it comes down to health. So health is will always be... I always say it's a, it's the evergreen topic. Everyone will always go back to your health because it is your it is your wealth. It is your um, the the greatest gift that you have. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, when I got here to Healthy Child, Healthy World in um, 2005, I I noticed that there were so many resources and so much here, but it really needed to be refined in a way that we uh, really took advantage of those resources. And then as soon as my wife and I, um, when she got pregnant. You never your work, my work, and work became so important, and um, and I, I really felt like, okay, gosh, I have nine months to write a book because um, I have all of the, all this information. I have all, a lot to say, and I really think that um, uh, the young the young parents that are having children today are in this space of worry and in this space of of fear, and that's not a good place to be in. Um, you, when you become pregnant, you're in this voracious time of your life where you're constantly consuming and seeking new information, and it's such an amazing time. And I see that opportunity to really talk to people in a very clear way and help deliver a message that they can gravitate to and that, that they can carry on for the health of themselves, but the health of their family and for the health of their community. And well, and what's so nice about your book, and you, you've, you've touched on it a bit, but I want to drive the point on home with folks because I've read it. It's not scary at all. The, the information that's in your book is presented in such a way that it doesn't overwhelm you. It encourages the reader. Um, I felt more hopeful than ever that solutions can be found to some of these problems, even though they seem, when we read about them on the news or, or see them on TV, um, we feel... Very worried, um, but your book helps to alleviate some of that worry because you give practical solutions and a lot of hope. And I love the tone of your book. I'm sure that was on purpose. Yes, the tone. I mean, there is nothing more important than the tone, especially in this space, because there is a lot of information, and this organization is based in a lot of science and a lot of medical research. We really had to be very selective on how we presented the material, and it's. There's not a lot of science. We we give you an understanding of why certain things occur, why you would want to avoid something, why something is better, but then we really talk about what you can do, how you can change your behavior, and why it's important. And it's all about flushing very positive messages in there, and um, the tone was constantly, constantly worked on and crafted with a very uh, clear intention. Well, I love a couple of quotes. I mean, right from the very first page of your book, I'm looking at it right now, uh, and I underlined them. I love these. You say, um, with parenthood comes the most spectacular wake-up call. This beautiful, mysterious, squirmy creature emerges, and so does our primal need to protect that miracle. And then you go on to say, you're a parent. You will let no harm come to this child. You know, I think so many parents feel that way, but they haven't made the connection between that instinct to protect 
and environmental protection issues. How do you help parents understand that connection and embrace that connection? I, I really try to frame it in a way that helps them understand that when we talk about the environment and we talk about health, I, I try to help them understand that um, the environment and health is something that you choose, and, and the environment is not somewhere out there in the world. It's not the woods. It's not the wilderness. It's the things that you bring into your home. It's the home that you're living in. It's the bed that you're sleeping. It's the products you're putting on your face. It's the food you're consuming. And um, it, and if you choose smart products and if you choose um, very wise behaviors, you're going to help improve your health. You're going to be happier. You're going to be have more energy, and you're going to be um, healthier in the long run, and you're going to have the best possible future, and so will your children. So if you're being aware of the new mattress that you're buying, and some mattresses have some unsafe chemicals and unsafe materials in them, you, if you knew that, you would not choose that mattress. Right. You would choose a safer mattress. You would choose a mattress that doesn't uh, have a pot- potential asthma effects or respiratory problems or has lead in it. You wouldn't choose that mattress. So it's really a matter of giving people information that they can understand and helping them understand that products you're choosing and the lifestyle you're leading um, can affect your health and there are better options out there. We, we live in a very fantastic marketplace where you have amazing people, amazing companies, and amazing individuals really thinking about your health in the best way. And it's not only about practicality and making your life easier and making your life more beautiful. It's also thinking about your health, which is a whole very important layer that this uh, that I, I believe a lot of people are starting to understand, mm-hmm. which is exciting. Well, it is. And, and after the break, we're going to get into some specifics about exactly um, some of the recommendations that Christopher makes in his book about products you can choose, even just ways of doing certain things around your home to green it. And one of the things we have to remember is, you know, though the news and all these things that we're seeing seem so scary and things we can't control, like global, you know, climate change and things like that that we're hearing about, we can have a lot of control over what our children are exposed to because they're at home and they're at school most of their, most of their hours. So uh, parents feel good about this, feel hopeful. We're going to come back with some very practical examples in just a moment after this commercial break. Don't go away. Go Green Radio returns in just a moment. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%? 43%? Or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information, information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio. We have our guest, Christopher Gavigan, CEO and Executive Director of Healthy Child, Healthy World. Uh, he's also the author of a book by the very same name, Healthy Child, Healthy World. Thanks for joining us today, Christopher. Thank you again. Well, we are going to get into the nitty-gritty, what you've all been waiting for, how exactly to green your home and to green your child's experience. Um, the book, Healthy Child, Healthy World, is 
so awesome, Christopher. I really love it. Um, I think it ought to be given out at every baby shower. Everybody gives what to expect when you're expecting, but they really need to be giving Healthy Child, Healthy World right along with it. We, um, we had a, a, a mom give that same quote. She said, this is the book that people need to read before what to expect when expecting. That's right, and it's so important, you know, for pregnant mothers to be aware of environmental health hazards, and you've got a great five-step checklist for the health of a baby's first home, I love how you say this, the womb. The baby's first home is the womb. I love it. Let's talk about some of these, these five steps. Your first one is eat intelligently for two. How do we do that in a green, healthy way? Well, I think moms, uh, you're constantly hearing messages from your doctor, certainly to avoid caffeine and, <clears throat> and really avoid alcohol, which are, are <clears throat> pretty standard. But you really want to, to think about what is, your, what the baby is needing, and the baby's needing that extra folic acid, the, uh, the, certainly the omega-3s, certainly the um, extra vitamins and the fruits and vegetables. But when you're eating um, for that baby, you really want to also try to eat uh, as organic as possible. We know that organic food is healthier. There's, there's clear scientific data and studies showing that it's fruits and veggies that are organic are sometimes up to 20 to 30 to 40 percent more nutritious than their conventional counterparts. And when I say conventional food, conventional food is typically grown with pesticides, fertilizers, insecticides, and we are no, we known that, have known for a while that these are linked to certain health effects in people. Mm-hmm. And so you don't want those in your body, especially when the the same food that you're eating is the same food that your body uh, is sharing with your baby. And we're knowing that the the placenta is no longer that barrier that keeps your baby safe and it's not, no longer that wound. Whatever is going into your body is going into your baby. So right. or, yeah, organic as that. much as possible. In your book, you say um, that there's an average number, 200 is the average number of chemicals and pollutants found in a newborn's cord blood that's going through the placenta right to the baby. We always thought this was like the magic wall, that if mom ate salsa or ate something that wasn't quite right, there was this magic wall that, you know, didn't let it through to the baby, which doesn't make any sense. I don't know why we always thought that. But now we have scientific evidence that shows that it is. You know, these harmful toxins are going right to the baby. Exactly right. And so you really need to be attentive to the food you're eating. Also, when you're eating, we, we, ha- we go through this whole concept of finding safer fish. We're hearing a lot about fish these days, especially around um, tuna and mercury or mercury in general. So really being attentive to the fishes you're eating, which is as- essential. Certainly uh, the meats and dairies, those are also, if you're going to eat anything organic, please eat your meat and dairy organic because those traditionally have also growth hormones that are given to the cows and given to the animals that can also affect the baby and, and, and affect your health as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and really getting connected to the types of food you're eating and avoiding the artificial food colors and the sweeteners and the nitrates. And We, we talk about why that's important and how you can best do that. Mm-hmm. You've got to read that chapter in Christopher's book. Uh, for all of you out there, um, if you are thinking about getting pregnant or if you are, um, never too late to get this great information. And the section on eating intelligently for two um, was really eye-opening for me. It's been nine years since I've, you know, had a baby inside, and I wish I had known some of the things that are in the book. Now, you also talk about um, get clean water on tap. Talk to us about water when you're pregnant. Well, water is one of the most important things because being hydrated, it promotes the flow of nutrients to your baby's blood and it helps keep the amniotic fluid levels high. And so you're really wanting being attentive to your water. And sometimes the water that comes out of our traditional taps is high in chlorine. So if you do have, uh, if you are taking your water out of the traditional tap, just those classic Brita filter, Brita-type filters that um, you can buy at any supermarket these days or do a nice job at removing the chlorine and some of the other hard metals like lead and arsenic. Um, and and we also hear that tap water you know is on the is on a uh, a comeback because we're hearing so much about bottled water mm-hmm. and bottled water is getting a bad rap for good reason because it comes in plastic bottles they're right. not reusable they're incredibly harmful to the environment they're a big landfill and um, and massive resource drain and they also come with a whole host of chemicals that can be leached into the water so that it can be found in the water and then end up in you and your child. So um, 
drink the tap water is traditionally fine in our municipalities. We have amazingly high standards. <clears throat> you just want to try to remove the chlorine that is in traditionally found in a conventional tap water. And good to know that you don't need an expensive fix. Like you said, one of those you know Brita type filters, which you can get, and so they're so accessible and not expensive, right. can solve that problem. Your your third tip. For pregnant women is be naturally gorgeous. Yes. And I that was what my husband always said to me, and I thought it was because he was aggravated. I spent too much time getting ready in the bathroom, and he was just trying to tell me, oh, you're pretty without your mascara. Let's go. Right. But there's actually some health benefits to to kind of watching what you put on your face cosmetically. Talk to us about that. Cosmetics, we know of, uh, the skin is the most porous uh, organ, and, and it, obviously it is an organ, but it is extremely porous, and 60% of what goes onto the skin goes into the bloodstream. And it goes wow. into the bloodstream and into the body within 20 to 30 minutes. And so you really, really want to be attentive to any cosmetics, lotions, shampoos, Anything that you're putting in and around your body, on your belly, on your hair, in your, you know, obviously we've heard not to get your hair dyed whilst being pregnant for good reason, but there's also, you know, your hand lotion can also affect your child and, and the, the development of the, of the small little fetus. So be attentive to um, that stuff, and, and we really talk to you about what to look for. The big one right now is parabens. Parabens are synthetic preservatives that are put into um, products, cosmetics, lotions that are really, you don't want those on your body. Mm -hmm. Also, the nail polish and the nail polish removers we know have phthalates, and phthalates is a a scary word, but it's it's scary and hard to say for good reason because you don't want them on your body. And phthalates are traditionally part of the whole fragrance system. And um, so look for the words like fragrance-free, paraben-free. Those are really key words. Mm -hmm. And as I said, do not dye your hair because the, we know that the, those dyes contain extremely um, harsh chemicals like lead and coals and, and tar that you don't want in your bloodstream. And we, right. we also, in the book, what we talk about was we have tons of, of home recipes, and we have one called the basic body butter that you can make at home. Uh, my wife and I made it, and she loved it. She would rub her belly with it. Mm-hmm. And it's just a, a, a half a cup of coconut oil, a quarter cup of coconut butter, and any essential oil that you like. And um, she liked this peppermint, and it was amazing. And she loved it, and she loved making it, and she knew she was doing uh, good for her and the baby. That's wonderful. And that's one of the things that um, I cannot say enough why folks need to get this book, Healthy Child, Healthy World, because it is absolutely jam-packed with fun stories like this and with, like you said, recipes and ideas. We're only going to hit the wave tops today on the show, but, you know, pick up this book and you will not only be entertained and inspired, but there are just hundreds of practical tips just like that. And you also talk about breathing clean air and why that's important when you're expecting. Yeah. Talk about air quality and, and its importance to uh, an expectant mother. Absolutely. And a lot of these tips, I mean, we, we, we go over this expectant mom, but a lot of these tips are, are repeated and gone into more depth because breathing clean air for moms and breathing clean air for children is so important. We spend 90% of our homes indoors, yeah. and we know that the EPA has registered it to be too two to five times worse than outdoor air. And so that's shocking for people. Why is it, is it dirtier? Because the, um, the products we have in our home every day, like the cleaning products, the paints, the furniture, and the glues in the furniture, they give off some pretty nasty fumes called VOCs. They're volatile uh, organic compounds, and there's really nothing organic about them. Mm-hmm. So um, they give off these fumes, and then they reside in the homes. And so we really want to just, by opening up your doors and opening up your windows and getting some fresh air, you're really doing a big big help for your your interior air. You also can be attentive to the air by cleaning your air, air filters um, in the home by using a HEPA vacuum. The, these are vacuums that are available. It's just a filter that is um, attached to the, your a vacuum. It's called HEPA, HEPA, and mm-hmm. it's got the highest level of filtration on it as possible. And um, these are just small little things you could do. Um, just, by, just by opening up a window, there's, there's tremendous, tremendous positive benefits. Of doing that. Well, and that's interesting because a lot of people don't realize, and the EPA has said this, of course the U.S. Green Building Council has said this, but um, the fact is our indoor air quality, where we spend, like you said, most of our time, can actually be 
from two to five times more toxic than outdoor air quality. And we've done all this work to improve our outdoor air quality, but the fact is it could be our indoor air quality that's more harmful. And a lot of expectant mothers know that, you know, what they ingest in terms of what they eat and drink is important to their babies, but they don't realize that what they're breathing also goes into their bloodstream and therefore is carried to the baby. You're right. We did a study with Columbia University, and uh, we assessed 60 newborns, and we tracked those mothers who in their last trimester were unfortunately um, had some polluted air that they were um, in and around both in the city or in in the country, but it was indoor and, and outdoor exposure. And we found that some of the babies went under um, some subtle DNA changes because of polluted air. Wow. So oh. it, it goes down to um, a really deep cellular level and, and genetic level of who we are. And yeah. that affects the long-term health of the child throughout their entire life. No, it really does. And, you know, th- these are such simple steps um, that we're talking about, and yet they can have such profound impact. And when we come back after the break in a few moments, we're going to talk about some things after baby's born, um, and even when your babies become driving babies like mine, my 16-year-old, things that we can be doing around the house um, in the way that we clean the products that we use to have a green, clean, healthy, and safe home. And so we're going to bring Christopher back to give us some helpful hints. So don't go away. Go Green Radio. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%? 43%? Or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Hi, my name is Aaron, and I'm a survivor of mannequinism. Mannequinism is basically when you turn into a hard plastic shell. They say it's from not being politically active. For me, it started when I didn't register to vote, and then I stopped volunteering, and before I knew it, I wasn't doing anything. And that's when I found a small patch of plastic on my right shoulder. Protect yourself from mannequinism. Log on to fightmannequinism.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Do you know what the most complex piece of your business capital investment is? Is it the technology? Is it the infrastructure? Could it be the office and corporate structure? The most complex piece of your business capital investment is the human being. Return on Human Capital is a unique program that discusses some of the most important issues facing leaders in business. Join your hosts, Howard Pines and Jay Santamaria, for Return on Human Capital, Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Hello and welcome back to Go Green Radio. We are having a great show today because we're learning how to green our homes, how to protect our children from environmental harm, and we are just pleased to death to be able to be joined by Christopher Gavigan, who is the CEO and Executive Director of an organization called Healthy Child, Healthy World. He's also the author of a book that bears the same name, and you can find out more about his organization at www.healthychild.com. 
org. Christopher, welcome back to the show. Thank you again. This is fun. Well, we are going to get into the nitty-gritty and quite literally the nitty-gritty of, of how we clean our homes and how that affects the health of all of us who live in those homes. You've got some great cleaning tips in your book, Healthy Child, Healthy World, uh, and I kind of want to go through some of the, the tips that you give. Your first tip is go minimalist. What do you mean by that? Well, really it's about clutter and, 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 and how we proceed with having our homes. If by reducing the number of, of, of stuff in and around the homes, we could sell, resell it, we could donate it, we could recycle it. You're, you're also simplifying your life in a way that you don't have to clean as much. And gosh, wouldn't we all love that? Yes. So, <laughs> so we talk about if, if you're reducing the amount of clutter in the homes, um, from the toy packaging to the shopping bags to the kids' art projects, and really uh, sorting it and becoming a, li- a bit more organized, you can also reduce the amount of, of, of potential areas you have to clutter. And if you're doing that, you're also re- reducing the amount of chemicals you're bringing into the home to combat the clutter. So, Well, and you've just given me the perfect out. When people come over to my house, they're like, wow, you really don't know a thing about interior decoration. You weren't kidding. Um, I'm not much of a decorator. So now I'm going to say it's because I'm being green. Exactly. Uh, you know, it, the, my lack of decoration is simply eliminating surfaces that, that I would otherwise have to clean. So yep. I'm going green by there not decorating. You, there you go. <laughs> I love it. Thank you, Christopher. You've given me the perfect the perfect soundbite. I'm I'm happy I did. <laughs> well, you also talk about kicking our chemical habit. I mean, we've all grown up with the idea that the more smelly our cleaning chemicals are, the harder they're working. You know, they work hard, so we don't have to. How do we kick that chemical habit? It's so true because our our grandparents never cleaned like that. They cleaned with the very basics: uh, baking soda. White vinegar, water, and a little elbow grease. And we're, we're, through great marketing genius, we're told that we need scrubbing things, scrubbing bubbles, and, and a lot of chlorine to really knock your socks off to clean. And that's entirely not true. Ammonia and chlorine and phosphates and lyes, this all are, are very harmful and they're, they're active ingredients and in products. And, uh, the, we know that there are synthetic fragrances in there that can affect our, our children. And a lot of these are, are very, very common triggers to allergic reactions, and we're seeing allergy being the, allergies being allergies and asthma being the number one cause of absenteeism in schools, mm-hmm. and uh, ch- children are being affected. And they're also, like I said, they're giving off these VOCs, these volatile organic compounds that are carbon-based that evaporate in the air but remain in your home, mm-hmm. and um, they affect your health for the long term. So what we we talk about is we talk about some, you know, what what it takes to get a green uh, cleaning toolbox. So what would you have in this toolbox? And again, this is another way where if you're really shopping smart and choosing the right products, you're really reducing the amount of stuff you have to buy. So this is a budget-minded concern as well. So you're saving money, and you're also being just as effective in your cleaning process. Well, and I love it because in your book you have a little checklist of, you know, what a traditional or, you know, chemical-rich uh, cleaning cabinet is going to have and what a green cleaning cabinet is going to have. And then you quantify the cost, the yep. approximate cost for both. And there's actually a cost-benefit to having greener and just as effective um, clean- cleansers. Yes. I love that. Yeah, the, the, if you your old cabinet, let's call it the old cabinet, has your drain cleaner and your grout cleaner and your oven cleaner and your silver polish and your tile cleaner and your toilet and your bleach, and that's well over $100 we quantified. And then if you had to change into your green non-toxic cleaning cabinet, you have your all-purpose non-toxic cleaner, you have your Castile soap, you have your essential oils, you have your hydrogen peroxide, and then you have your your vegetable-based mopping liquid, and that's about $25. And so, and, and both of those lists have more on there, but you're saving over $75. And that's just one one um, purchasing cycle. So over you the, can save green by going green. Love ab- it. Absolutely. Who doesn't right. love that? I know. Exactly. <laughs> well, now give us the lowdown on cleaning our dishes. I mean, do we have to go back to the way that our great grandmothers did this? Do we really have to have dishpan hands, or <laughs> is it okay to use the automatic dishwasher? It's What's okay to use it now. It's uh, it's much more okay because a lot of the automatic dishwashers they're using less soap. 
and some of them even have two. Um, they have a lot, a lot more cycles, so you can really um, program it to be a light wash or a heavy wash. And some of them even have two drawers, so they have two um, sections in them. So if you are specifically using, uh, if you have just one night's dinner as opposed to the whole day's um, dishes, you can program it so you're using less water and being more efficient. And uh, so the, the key here for any appliance, a home appliance, lighting appliance, kitchen appliance, look for the EPA's Energy Star label. It's a little blue lab label. It says Energy Star. And we know that these um, are, have to go under some pretty strict guidelines in order to get this label, and they're going to save you money. They're going to save um a lot more headache in, in the long run, and they're they're fairly over the over the cost run over over their lifestyle or their lifetime. They're going to be much more efficient for you. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about air fresheners. I mean, I love them. I have three kids, and they've always got their stinky, sweaty little soccer friends around. And sometimes I just I need to smell vanilla or cinnamon or something besides dirty socks. Give us some tips on air fresheners. I know. Again, air fresheners. We do know. Again, the marketing genius has tell us, told us we need to smell fresh all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, some of those things that we spray on fabrics or, or spray in the air or are emitted out of these plug-in type variety fresheners, we know that they are, have synthetic and harmful fragrances in them. And so, uh, it, it's unfortunate that that we're we're um, we have these in our in our spaces in our homes. Just by opening up doors and windows again, you can really be helpful. But sometimes it's winter time and you can't do that. So um, it's really again being attentive to how how you're cleaning, what you're cleaning with. You know, we we have a, a couple things that uh, uh, skip the plug-ins and deodorize naturally. You, vinegar is a natural deodorizer. You could wipe down uh, um, with a vinegar solution and, and really clean a room, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to sit there. You also could clean without chemicals by adding citrus peel or cinnamon or cloves or any other herbs or fresh mm-hmm. pa- petals to a small pot of water and, and simmer that on your stovetop, and that is an amazing, amazing um, air freshener as well. Well, and I'm going to try that, and I'll get back to you on whether or not that eliminates the... <laughs> the dirty soccer socks. socks, no. <laughs> this is going to be a hard one. <laughs> this will be the, the litmus test. The ultimate test. Exactly. Healthy Child, Healthy World is such a great organization, and I know that a lot of folks that are listening are going to want to get involved. How can they support you? How can they get involved? I so appreciate that. There, there are many, many ways. It's, well, one, become a, a personal advocate for the organization. Really use your voice as a mom and dad and PTA member and community activist and school teacher to really t- help talk to um, other parents and other folks in your community, help that spread the message. That's really what we're doing. This is about educational awareness. I love um, it. Sign up for our newsletters. We give monthly newsletters out, tons of information, really top news, quick tips, easy easy solutions. Again, all about Wonderful. solutions for you guys, and um, and and really become because you know it, this is about our children's health, Thank and you. and and yep. we, we, it's not about us. And so, it, really focus on your kids, focus on your family. And uh, you'll be doing a good thing in the in the end. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us, Christopher. Go out to www.healthychild.org and learn more. This is our edition of Go Green Radio. We'll be back here next week, same time, same place. We'll join you then for Go Green Radio. Did you get some terrific ideas from today's show? Please join us for more next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. It's Go Green Radio with Jill Buck here on Voice America. Go Green Radio is proudly sponsored by Covanta Energy, a leader in providing renewable energy solutions for a cleaner world. Visit www.covantaenergy.com for more information. We'll see you here next week.